1: Sitting here with Thomas P. Dorian. Yes, sir. Sidekick, wingman. Yes, sir. So glad to have you here.
0: Thanks for having me. Hey, you
1: know what we're going to start off with today? I love doing no this. No telling. I am going to read some mail. I love the and mail. And this is actually snail mail. We don't get a lot of snail mail. It but really is snail mail. Yeah, so listen. I'm opening up the... Uh, oh, wow. There's the you really letter. Are. <laughs> oh, and man, you really are. This yeah, is not... this is actually a letter. I wish this me. was on, on the video. And it's it's really nice. I, and, I, and they're not asking a question here or, or anything, but I, I just thought I'd read a little bit of it here. Um, Dear Deacon Jeff, I really appreciated your recent podcast about your Philmont Trek. I've been out there twice with my daughter's venture crew and could relate to many things you said. And she goes on and tells about... Uh, her younger daughter some of the things we talked about on the show mm-hmm. like her younger daughter had tendonitis, and the crew like taking you know some of the weight off of her and helping her get through and that that she herself was was clutching her miraculous metal so it helped her prayer life and the whole experience it's the hardest thing she's ever done and it's like uh, it's like okay so she she obviously identified that's why she wrote a letter you know, it was just nice of her. And then she ends by saying, by the way, you may have run into my daughter, Judy, from Logistics on your trek. So shout out to Judy from Logistics there at you Philmont. Go. There you uh, go. Something in her said, I want to go back to Philmont. And so she did. Thanks for your ministry from a deacon's wife in St. Louis, Anne. So, Anne, thank you for writing. So,
0: Ann has done this twice?
1: Yeah. Okay. See, that? I heard that at the beginning. I thought, like, I don't like this person already. Yeah, There's something no wrong. Kidding, There's some man. kind of mental issue or problem because if it took two times i think she's just
0: in your face i think she's challenging
1: she is uh she's saying like well i'm just i'm just a girl and i did it twice yeah and did show me up and she took her daughters her daughters went and then judy yeah crazy person that she is i've i i i want to go back to Philmont. and so she did (laughs) but you know what that's beautiful and thank you for sharing that uh i'm glad you like the show and you know what? I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon yep. Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com if you want to tell me about your crazy, stupid <laughs> Philmont experience and if you experienced the same thing I did. Uh, and you're sure to go back and listen to that show if you haven't heard it. Did you say anything about me, by the way? No, you weren't. Dang. You, you didn't go to Philmont. If you'd gone to Philmont, you'd That's have been true. there, too.
0: I probably couldn't do it. You could. You think?
1: Yeah, you've been carrying my
0: stuff. (laughs) No, I don't know about that. Deacon
1: Jeff, my pack's getting heavier every day. (laughs) I don't know why that is, Tom. Seems like mine's getting lighter. (laughs) Oh, so we should uh, we need to transition into our show. We do. How you gonna do that? Well, you know, Philmont has mountains. Yes. And it takes faith to move mountains. Here we go. And the way to increase your faith is through prayer. Perfect. So we're going to talk about prayer. Oh, that
0: was well played. Yeah.
1: So, um, I, you know, this is, uh, this is an interesting topic. I, I've got, um, several friends who are Protestants, mm-hmm. and one in particular, and and one of the, uh, he's a non-denominational evangelical, great guy, loves Jesus, um, mm-hmm. and he's one of the people that led me to a closer relationship with Christ myself. So, uh, good people, good folks, and one of the things that we've had many, many conversations over the years about how we practice our respective faiths and, and well, mm-hmm. what's different and, and where, where do we get off saying this and where do they get off saying that and, mm-hmm. and then we always come to a, a nice little discussion in the, in the end it's very prayerful and, and it's just nice to understand each other right? And see where people are coming from sure. and so, so we do that but one of the things that I always hear not specifically just from him but from others as well it's almost like this why do you guys memorize all these prayers okay. so if you ask a Catholic to pray you know they're going to just kind of go back with what that rote memorized You're going to get an was.
0: Our Father or a Hail Mary or...
1: A oh, Glory Be. Those, those are the classic... Right. Right. And so, you know, it made me think. And, and there were times when I would talk where I didn't always have a good answer. hmm And I know a lot of folks out there, there are many Catholics, many non-Catholics listening who are probably saying, like, what is he going to say? Mm-hmm. Why is it those Catholics are always doing those memorized prayers and they fall back on those? Are they just are they afraid to speak freely to God or, you know, uh, Could are be. they are they embarrassed? Are they ashamed? Um, they just are they do they just not really even have a real love relationship with Jesus? To you know, is it just all for show? Or they weren't taught? Well, yeah. There's, so there's all these different possibilities, right? Right. And so rather than talk about the possibilities, I actually want to talk about. Just the uh, an experience that I had that was life-changing for me. All right. Now, before I do that, I do want to say a couple things about memorizing. Because a lot of people think it's bad. You use wrote memorized prayer. and right. And that makes it sound like it's some kind of cancer. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, oh, you know, it's a memorized prayer. Right. It's not genuine because right. he just <laughs> memorized it. Right. And, you know, so is memorization bad? Is memorized prayer bad? And you stop and think like, well. Wow, wait a second. Let me think about that for a second. Now, let me ask it this way, Tom. You're shaking. He's For all those in Radio Land. Tom is shaking his head side to side. That <laughs> means no. Tom's saying no, it's not bad.
0: There you go. And I Thank agree you. with you.
1: But let me ask it this way. Can it be bad?
0: It can be bad.
1: Right. How can it be bad?
0: Well, I think if you're just winging it or, or, or not winging it, but if you're just, Phoning just it in. spewing it out as fast as you right? can. and just I mean, yeah, Je- Jesus
1: it. even you know, talks about heaping up these empty phrases or whatever right that, that 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 that's a meaningless kind of prayer
0: but but the same guy also taught us how to pray to our father
1: i know and he said so, say this can't be bad so just by the way if you don't listen to the rest of the show next mm-hmm. time your Protestant friend says why do you memorize all those prayers because jesus said so there
0: you go <laughs> that's right
1: he gave us the prayer that we've said I don't know billions times. of trillions of gazillions of times right. in two thousand years have been said by Catholic and Protestant alike. Right, right. The Our Father. So you're right in saying that, but but I think also memorized prayers sometimes can be bad. I mean, oh, it, I so. be, because we can go into sort of a phoning it in, just kind of saying it. It's it's it, it's a easy. Thing. It's like lifeless and thoughtless. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Nope. You can pray. Because what I like about them is they're traditional, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you are now hearkening back to some time, whenever that was, whenever that prayer was composed, and then realizing you're praying the same words, and hopefully with the same feeling and emotion and conviction, right, and connection as somebody did like hundreds two, two or, thousand years ago, or thousands of years ago. Yeah. And there's some kind of cool thing about that yeah. that connects you with all the That's the right. people of the past. And the other thing is, I don't mind saying words that a saint, that a holy person of God, a man or woman that came up, I don't mind saying those words.
0: No, not at all. Because if
1: those were words that helped them become saintly, and if they were the, the advice that they would give.
0: Might rub off on you.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll do that every once in a while. Now, does that mean that we Catholics shouldn't ever quote-unquote pray from the heart or pray a made-up prayer. No. No, it doesn't mean we should never do that. In fact, I encourage mm-hmm. that. And so I pray that way mm-hmm. uh, a lot, and especially when you get ready to go. Like as a deacon, you know, you show up at a party, you show up at a, an event, a, a meeting uh, at the church, and, the, oh, deacon, would you lead us in prayer? You know, and so the easy thing is our Father who art in heaven, or hail Mary, or glory be to the Father, and to the, you know, but... Uh, you know sometimes it really just it's like Heavenly Father we ask your blessings we ask this meeting go well we ask that you and so you start thinking like well okay you can do that and so I like a a panoplia a cornucopia of prayer
0: Ooh, wow yeah Two 50 cent words that's
1: there. right I like all that stuff I like to have different kinds of prayer but I want to talk about this event okay because this changed my view and it actually helped me in having conversations with people about this idea of memorized prayers mm-hmm. now so um it, it it the way it starts is to realize that as a deacon uh, early in my diaconal ministry uh, so really literally about a year after I was ordained uh, I started going to a retirement home uh, our parish provided um, priests and deacons to go to this retirement home and on f- on uh, like first Fridays a priest would go and do mass but on the other Fridays then the deacons would rotate, and we would do a liturgy of the word with mm-hmm. the people in the retirement home, mm-hmm. uh, and offer communion to those who were Catholic. And so we would do this on a regular basis. So I got to know some of the regulars, mm-hmm. you know. And that was a, it was always it was always great to go and and be with them and hang yeah. out with them. And there were always like you know thirty or so, and you get you get to know them after you've seen them uh, consecutively several times. And there was one particular woman that I noticed that she stopped coming, and uh, and which happens in a retirement home, right. For for obvious reasons, right. as as, uh, as people get older, and uh, so I inquired about her, and they said, "Oh, she is, uh, she's, you know, she's fallen ill, and she's she's just too sick to come anymore." So I said, "Well, is she too sick to receive me? Do you think?" "No, no, no, she'd be fine." So I started going to her uh, apartment with her husband, mm-hmm. and I would go and I would uh, I would have lovely chats with this woman. She'd be sitting in her chair, and she just. But she couldn't go out in that home anymore, and go up to the little common area where we would go and have these these liturgies. And so she would go there. She would be sitting in her chair, and we'd have lovely chats. Now she is uh, she was a Catholic, and her husband's not a Catholic. Okay. And so, um, but you know, as we would we did this several months, and we'd have lovely chats, and uh, and then after a little while, she started to be where she couldn't get out of the bed, Mm -hmm. and uh, slowly but surely uh, just her her presence to us mm-hmm. slowly sort of she was slipping away
2: mm-hmm.
1: right she it, it, the conversation waned the 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 focus on thought mm-hmm. you know this woman was an educator and uh and so I noticed right away you know as this was starting to happen, but i still went um and we always ended our um our chats with um with with prayer we would pray the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be. We always did that. Uh, And then I would give her communion, and the husband, you know, we'd part ways, and I'd come back, you know, a month later, and we'd do the same thing. And after a while, it got so that she couldn't eat, and she was almost... Now, I'm not a doctor, Mm -hmm. uh, a medical professional, so she just seemed to like be in sort of a semi-vegetative state. I don't know how else to say it other than she became... You know, increasingly non-responsive to us. Right. We're not even aware that we were in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while there would be she'd look and she she engage engage or at least know that you were someone important or or whatever. But after a while, she became just very non-responsive. Yeah. And it looked like you know it was it was imminent that she would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know making a transitus mm-hmm. to be with the father and so that part was a little hard cause, but I would still come and, and interestingly the uh, the husband would would always encourage and we would stand by her bedside and we would uh, you know we would talk to her and after a while it's just that he and I would like sort of sit in chairs near her bed mm-hmm. and we would just have a conversation just yeah I would ask him to tell me about her and tell me about their life and, and whatnot. We didn't really talk about a lot of faith stuff. Right. He didn't. He didn't really identify totally with Catholic stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time respected me. Respected his wife's faith, mm-hmm. and um, and, you know, and so we used would have these conversations, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then something amazing happened. Uh, one day when I went to be with them. And uh, I want to tell you about that, but I want to wait until... Mm,
0: Man, you really got me on the edge, too, this time. I know. And I'm not just saying that. You
1: guys got to come back and hear the rest of the story, because it's amazing. And and it'll change your life, too, when you hear it. Uh, But uh, uh, before we do that, before we come back, Mm -hmm. I want to remind folks we've got a great website. It is great. TheCatholicCafe.com, newly redesigned. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Go and see it. Uh, And then also, uh, I want to get more letters I want to get more emails. Love them. So we love the one from Anne in St. Louis. She's a deacon's wife. Uh, and uh, so I'd love to uh, hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at decatholicca dot com with that. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Bester Zemsky, and this is another great moment in church history. It is the understatement of the millennia to say that the very early church proved to be difficult and trying times for believers in the Lord Jesus. Not only were they considered outcast by the Jews of their day, but Rome had obviously set her sights on the fledgling church as well. In fact, even while many of the original twelve apostles were still alive, countless Christians were being martyred by the Roman authorities for their newfound faith in Christ and His Church one of the worst enemies of the early church was Emperor Nero. The year 64 AD proved to be the height of his persecutions of Christians. This is a year that Rome burned and two-thirds of the eternal city lay in ruins. It is said that Nero might have set the fires intentionally so that he could rebuild the city as he saw fit, or that he simply wanted to create a reason to gain support from the Roman citizens for his persecution of the church. But regardless of why the fires were started, Nero needed a scapegoat, and he blamed the early Christians. He soon began a bloody rampage of persecution, torture, and death, the likes of which had never been seen in Rome. Many non-Christian ancient historians have documented the unusually gruesome deaths that were perpetrated on these early faithful. Many were crucified, many dressed in animal skins, and thrown to wild beasts for entertainment and tradition tells us that some were even used as human torches to light the streets of Rome. Regardless of the means of death, the church fondly remembers each of these first martyrs. Called the proto-martyrs of Rome, their steadfast love of Christ, even in the face of a cruel death, would stand as a shining example for Christians for nearly two thousand years. While Nero's goal was to supplant the Christian movement and stifle the growth of the church, his actions ended up backfiring. The proto-martyrs showed that they were ready and willing to share in the suffering, death, and ultimate resurrection of Jesus. This served only to inspire and motivate the persecuted Christians. In fact, the more the church was persecuted, the more it grew. No one knows the exact number of martyrs who paid the ultimate price for their faith at this time in history, but their gift of witness has made a lasting impact on the people of God. The Catholic Church has dedicated a site in Vatican City in their honor, the Piazza of the Proto Martyrs. Their feast day, celebrated by the Church Universal, is June 30th. I'm Best Rosimski, and this is another great moment in Church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Thomas P. Dorian, and we are, uh, we are continuing this uh, neat story that it, happened to me. It is a neat story. We're talking about prayer, but more specifically, we're talking about that memorized prayer. Right. And uh, I'm telling the story of me as a deacon, a young deacon, mm-hmm. well, a deacon who was new. I should say it that way. I wasn't young. Uh, and uh, and and going to a retirement home and bringing communion to a woman who was slowly fading um, into eternity, I guess, as she just was sort of leaving us. And you know, her husband, as this would go on mm-hmm. every month. I mean, he lived with her; he loved her dearly. They were married like I think fifty five, mm-hmm. sixty years. And uh, and it's uh, it's just beautiful to see the love between them. But it was also very hard for me to see him in his sense you know, losing her. he was hurting, yeah, yeah, it was difficult, and, but we were still having nice chats, and he and I would talk, and I'd just see how he's doing and whatever, and how's she doing, and yes, yeah, looking the same, but obviously, no communion it had been months and uh, and so um, one time I was there, and she was really just she was basically staring at the wall in front of her. Mm just not really aware of our presence. And so he looked at me while we were, as I was getting ready to part ways, he said, you know, you, you, you two used to pray uh, those Catholic prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, w- would you mind doing that? I said, well, f- certainly. No, no, I don't mind at all. I, I would love to do that. And so I just, you know, in my diaconal way, you just start as if you're doing like this. And I started going in the name of the father and of the son. And as I was doing this, I looked down and her hand moved. Her hand is is kind of clumsily moved. Was that just some kind of like little
0: brain? She was following along with you.
1: Well, I don't know because her brain, I don't know what's happening, but something fired something and her hand moved. Which is, is it possible? Because, you know, in... In those kind of states, when people are in those kind of uh, semi-cata... You know, you just, you're just you looking and you just... You don't know. No, you don't know. And sometimes there's these random movements of a foot or something. People say, if you can hear me do... The, you know, we don't know if that's really mm-hmm. a response. Or if it's some kind of brain firing off some kind of, you know, neurons or something. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, I just I didn't think any of it. It finished the sign of the cross. And then I started... Praying the Our Father, the Our Father who art in heaven, and he did too because he knows that prayer. Because a Protestant, and uh, and we look down, and her lips are moving. Now, no sound is coming out. Wow! But her lips are moving. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, this is uh this is interesting because now it's like a hand moved. Now it, she didn't do the sign of the cross. She did not, you know, right. sit up in bed and do the sign of the cross and like, oh, it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. But her hand did move. But then. Her lips were I mean, they, they were moving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, could I detect that she was saying the actual words? I don't think so, but there was movement there. right? And, uh, and so I thought, well, all right, let's go on with the Hail Mary. Let's see what happens. Hail Mary, the same thing.
0: Right? Her lips that? were
1: moving, and then the Glory Be, and her lips moved.
0: How about that?
1: Uh, then I start with, with the Our Father, and her hand moved. Hmm. Uh, so it's like, at this point, I was blown away. Uh, And, um, you know, he was crying because it just looked like she was there. And I said, look, um, you you might want to pray these prayers with her because it looks like she wants to pray. Yeah. Now, I don't know what to what to what degree she really understood with her mind, what we were doing, how present she was. Right. But it just it, you know, it opened my mind and my heart to something that was so amazing because all of a sudden I was realizing what, I mean, what was happening was that even though her, her mind had drifted, her, uh, her, her able, ability to communicate, to be present to us was, was gone, mm-hmm. the, the reality was that her body, even when her, maybe her mind couldn't pray anymore,
0: mm-hmm.
1: her body prayed. And you think about the Catholics, and the, we memorize prayers, we, we do all these gestures at mass, and our we are basically using our bodies to worship, and now her body was leading the worship. Yeah. And to me, I thought, okay, this means that this whole memorized prayer thing, this is good. There's something to it. Because when she couldn't pray anymore, her body prayed for her, and she was able to participate in our prayer Mm -hmm. at that time. Now, again, was she conscious and aware of all that? I don't know. don't know. But what I do know is that her body wanted to pray, and and so obviously, she was able to hear something, her brain processed something, and her body kicked into automatic and did what it does as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. So when someone ever says to you, like, well... All those memorized prayers. It's like you know. I think all the free form prayer is good, mm-hmm. but there's something about this memorization. This this is kicking into automatic. Is going with uh, this thing that you've done time and time and time and time again. Yeah.
0: There is something with your brain connecting with your body somehow or another.
1: Yeah, and think about those things, Tom, that you do like in your everyday life. Think about the things, your rituals when you get up in the morning, the the way you drive to work, the you the, do it automatically, right? There
0: are things that you just do that you're. I tell you, what came to mind was an, an athlete. You know, an athlete will do something over and over and over again, and they call it muscle memory. Ah, your your muscles are memorizing what you're doing. And you think of a guy that's that's uh, swinging at a pitch in the major leagues. You know he's a lot of times can't see the ball it's coming that fast, but he's got such muscle memorization he's he's taking a swing and knocking it out of the park you know that's, there's something
1: to it no there 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 is so our physicality is so connected to our brain yeah you know that we talk about physiology we talk about the that that connection and realizing that um there's something to that i mean certainly what was his
0: what was his reaction by the way
1: i, I thought he was, he was in tears. Uh, there and uh, and I think that um, he uh, was praying with her every day from that point forward she she died a little after that, so i didn 't get to spend much so he more was, time He
0: was seeing the connection as well oh, I just think it was beautiful i yeah. mean I,
1: he was so happy that he could pray with her again oh yeah now i don 't know if that happened every time that he did that i don 't know if it was just a special moment for us yeah you know i, I don 't know all, yeah. all I know is that that he was and i don 't know that he wanted to become Catholic. You know, I don't yeah. know if that was even on the table. M- my point is, it just helped me see that. And I think he was moved by um, her faith, yeah, uh, by her church. Yeah. You know, there's always it's always interesting the people that, that grow old together mm-hmm. of two different faiths. I yeah. always marvel at that. And I'm not sure how they do that. How do you come home and know that you went to mass and that you went to a service and you never the twain shall will meet? Some people have. Arrangements and things that they worked through. A lot through. of sacrifice. I think so, but there's also uh, the potential for like a lack of communication. I think in that, oh, yeah. uh, that would it would be for me. But somehow there was a time, you know. Obviously, these two loved each other. Yeah. And I could tell there was a great deal of respect for each other, mm-hmm. right? And their religious autonomy and freedom. Um, but I, I know that he. I know that that was a, a, a beautiful occurrence mm-hmm. for him, and it was a it was a moment of grace. For him, because because it was for me, yeah. But it really helped me to understand why it is we, why uh, just one of the why many we reasons do we do. why we do what we do, and and really it helped me to see uh, that in the power and the sheer wonder of Almighty God, in in the in the plan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of His Holy Catholic Church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and all the things that the Church does, and we don't stop and think that they mean anything, yeah. Right? We, we think a lot of these things are empty gestures. And when in reality, just They're like not. you're talking about being on the baseball diamond or being on the gridiron or whatever, and these things that you have trained to do, mm-hmm. they kick in so they that do. you're not having to think about what yeah. you're doing. I mean, things like riding a bicycle.
0: Yeah,
1: you don't thing. have to relearn. Right? You, it's something that just becomes innate and That's it's right. part of who you are. In fact, they always make that joke about just like riding a bicycle, something that you can just pick up. And if you haven't ridden a bicycle in 50 years, you can ride a bicycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? I just think that's amazing. And so and this is the same thing. If you get to the I point where right. you can't pray, you can still pray. Yeah. You know, and, and, and thank goodness for these prayers, specifically the one that uh, Jesus taught us that we all know, um, that when we can pray those things and they just sort of like, they just come out of us. hmm and we're using the words that Jesus taught us right, right, and how to pray to his father and and that's so beautiful. Can we do that in in a nonchalant unfeeling, lifeless way? Yeah, yep, should we know, Mm-mm. and especially when we know that there may be some time in our life where we just ain't got enough gas in the tank to do what we need to do, right, so think again, you know if you think we don't need to uh Memorize these prayers. We, we, we need to think about this stuff uh, and add that memorized prayer to our repertoire. I agree. Because there may be a time when, when that kicks into automatic you know, and leads us to that closer relationship with Jesus Christ that we all need to have. Amen. That we Amen. all need to have. So uh, I tell you what, we're going to, end this program as we always do but we'll do one of those memorized prayers we love to end the the program with with the Hail Mary so we're going to do that again but uh, think about this as we pray what we're doing and maybe what we'll have to hear many years from now as our body prays for us Hail Mary full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus Holy Holy Mary Mary, mother Mother of God God. pray Pray for us sinners. sinners now and
0: at the hour of our death amen